This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 23 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Products. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse brought to you in cooperation with the retired racehorse project and new vocations racehorse adoption. We're kicking off the new year with Jen Reutz, director of the retired racehorse project to tell you about why you should be pumped up for the thoroughbred makeover 2020. Laura LaRue joins us to share how her retired racehorses are giving back as therapy horses in New York. And of course, we got to help you break your New Year's resolution to not buy another horse by featuring one of New Vocation's adoptable horses for the week. Stay tuned. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And this is Joy Hills from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. What's going on, sister? How are you? Oh, just, you know, coming down from the holidays, enjoying this beautiful Michigan winter Oh, I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm it's so sure beautiful. Because <laughs> nothing is better than frozen mud to brighten your spirits in oh the cold, blistering God. days. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So are you getting any riding done? I actually am. And I signed up for the Northwood Horsemanship Challenge. So it's 12 weeks. And you got to get 40 hours working with one horse and 30 hours of it have to be riding. So it started on Sunday, uh, the January 5th, for anyone else who's doing it too. And um, I am a little behind, but not too bad. So yeah, it's, it's going to be intense, but I think it's going to be a good push because I'm not motivated with this weather. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, it, it's cold here, like off and on, but I can't imagine Michigan in the winter. I mean, I lived in uh, east of Cleveland and I don't mind when we have lots winter. of snow. When we have lots of snow, it's actually kind of fun and magical and puts me in like nostalgia. But when it's this like sloppy mud and it's, you know, raining, then it freezes and then it melts and you're just, it's depressing. It's depressing. But, you know, the little kids who ride my horses came out this weekend, even though it was like blistering winds and it was snowing on them and still muddy. So I guess I don't have to that the kids can do it. How about you? If the kids can do it, you can do it. I Um, I have to. (laughs) For me, everything is going well. I train, I'm a Monty Roberts certified instructor. So I've been getting a lot of thoroughbreds off the track to train. And they're all coming from a rescue called Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation. And they send me one at a time. And the last one got adopted and the one before that got adopted. And so I've got one in now. And he's, he's really interesting because I didn't know this. But he comes, his his name is Valid's Final, and he -hmm. comes from a horse named Valid Expectation. And apparently the Valid bloodline, Joy, is sought after for polo players. 
Oh man. And so, so you got in touch with Justin Powers, right? I did actually. Justin <laughs> Justin messaged me because another polo player uh, messaged him and I'm having all these interests from polo players all around the country that are contacting me about this horse. So, so add an extra come- zero to that adoption fee. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all the horses are adoptable for a thousand dollars from Horse and Hound. Doesn't matter where they come from. And he's been here and he has just been a delight to work with. I, I understand. Apparently at one point somebody cloned valid expectation or one of the, I think it was valid expectation. The sire of this horse, they cloned him because they like him so much for polo horses. So yeah, I know I'm pretty excited. So he's really chill, really easy to be around. I get why they like it like that bloodline because it is, he's very pleasant to be around. So I'll definitely keep y'all up to date on that. And here's hoping by the next episode, he's long adopted. I love it. Well, good start to a new year, of course, but we've got to get going with the show. It's going to be packed today, but first let's take a listen to an ad from Kentucky performance products. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability. Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, of course, we have Jen Reutz back on, the director of the Retired Racehorse Project, to kick off another year. It feels like we were just at Lexington for this event. Welcome back, Jen. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Man, so how much time did you get off before you had to start planning again? Um, <laughs> um, we had a nice long dinner after the makeover. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's such a unique beast of a competition because mm-hmm. any changes we want to make, we want to give all of the like prospective participants enough time to really like understand the changes and consider mm-hmm. if they want to apply for the next year because application period is right now. Applications are open from December 15th to January 15th. And mm-hmm. so we um, we work really hard to do a lot of our like recaps and, and fact finding and seeing what we need to improve on or adjust or, you know, just you want to make things better every year. So we need to do that all right after the, the mm-hmm. thoroughbred makeover so we can get the rule book updated and out and then let people start applying like they are now. And then in the midst of all that, usually right after the makeover, we've got Keeneland going on and they're really good about incorporating some off-track thoroughbred stuff into their like weekend race day festivities. The Brooders Cup honors the Retired Racehorse Project board and also the winners of the makeover at the Brooders Cup. So that's always fun. And then we 
put on a clinic at the Ocala Jockey Club International three-day event. We do one of our master classes, which is like a clinic on how to restart an off-track thoroughbred, and that's a few weeks after the makeover as well. So it's always a busy time of year, but it's a fun time of year because you know, a lot of horses are retiring when it's going into winter and people are thinking about, do I want to take them to Florida and and keep them in training for another year? Or do Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, send them off into the next phase of their career off the track? So it's a busy time, but it's a good time. And now we're back to application season. Wow. And again, like I said, it feels like we were just there and you had 374 horses this last round in 2019. A Western horse took it this year. I think that was the first time, right? Well, we had Lindsay Partridge as kind of English and Western, mm-hmm. and she took it a couple of years ago with um, a horse that did competitive trail and freestyle. Okay. So that horse was kind of English and Western, but this was definitely the first barrel racer, first straight Western yeah. horse. And, you know, it was Fallon Taylor, who is a well-known barrel racer. She, from what I understand, and I didn't even know this until I met her at the competition, but she takes on a challenge every year because she's overcome a lot of adversity in her life, breaking her neck and not thinking she'd be able to even ride again, let alone compete at a national level. And so she takes on a different equestrian challenge every year. And so the year before last, she took on learning how to jump and do like hunter jumper competitions. Mm -hmm. And then this past year, she, I'm not sure how she came to the decision, but she decided she wanted to take on the challenge of retraining an off-track thoroughbred and, her mm-hmm. horse came to the competition and looked great and he was well-trained and she had a blast doing it. And a lot of the people who follow her got exposed to off-track thoroughbreds and got to really see not only what they can do, but what the process is to get them there. So I thought it was fantastic and it was fun to watch. It's always fun to see, you know, these different disciplines come together in that finale and see the best out of all 10 of them. So yeah, it's really cool and really heartwarming. That's what I was thinking too. And she does have a massive social media following. So I was wondering, do you anticipate even more growth with applicants this year? You know, it's funny. I'm not sure. And we'll see because like all of us in all phases of our lives, people are such procrastinators. So every (laughs) year that we've done the makeover, it's that last usually like week and really the last 72 hours where we Mm -hmm. get the majority of our applications. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Hopefully it does spur on more, especially from the Western world. I think that'd mm-hmm. be so cool. But, you know, even if it's not for the makeover, hopefully it encourages people to just, you know, try out either retraining a thoroughbred or taking on an already trained thoroughbred that's doing barrels or doing any other kind of like Western discipline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give them a shot because a lot of people, they start getting into thoroughbreds from other breeds and then they really start to appreciate them the way that we do. So hopefully it's the oh. same scenario that plays out there. Awesome. So since we're coming up with the deadline in five days from when this airs, what yeah. are some things if anyone's teetering? I don't know if I should apply. I should apply. What advice or recommendations would you have for them? Why they should do it? You know, the thing that I think is the most meaningful and the biggest motivator is that by competing in the thoroughbred makeover and not even competing in it, but taking on the challenge of retraining a horse for the thoroughbred makeover, you're changing an animal's life. You know, like you are taking a horse from the racetrack and giving it a solid, you know, 10 months, nine months, however many months of training you put into it, you can't 
do more than 10 because you're not allowed to start retraining it until mm-hmm. December 1st of the year prior. But so let's say it's 10 months, like that 10 months will serve that horse for the rest of its life. And so it's a fun competition, especially if you've been horse showing or competing for a long time, like this is mm-hmm. a unique competition and it's a different kind of challenge. So that part is gratifying and just fun in and of itself. But to me, the bigger thing is you are literally changing the trajectory of a horse's life. You know, they get off the racetrack, you're basically giving them an insurance policy mm-hmm. usefulness. You know, you're making them useful and that'll serve them for the rest of their life. So it's more than just something you're doing for yourself. You're doing it for this thoroughbred and really for the industry, because by doing it, you're showing so many other people, you know, not only what these horses can do, but more importantly, how doable it is to transition them from the racetrack to their second career. 100%. I agree with that. And I think, you know, if anyone's a first time listener with us, you know, welcome, of course, but take a look back to all of our episodes from last year when we talked to our spotlight riders who were getting ready to compete. It seems like the main takeaway of this is just the beginning for these horses. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. coming on an equal playing field and You know, some horses got the whole nine months. Some horses had 30 days to kind of get ready, just depending. But at the end of the day, everyone showed great horsemanship. And that's what I love about this competition. So I know me too. I I think the same thing. And even, mm -hmm. you know, the competition, just like any horse show or any challenge, it's not for every horse and it's not for every rider. And you have to completely respect that, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people take on these horses and they just decide, you know, this timeline doesn't suit my horse or this timeline doesn't suit me as an equestrian. And that's mm-hmm. a, it's a big decision you have to make if you've taken on this challenge and then need to adjust your goals to benefit yourself or your horse. And so one thing that we do through all the RRP social media channels is to honor those horses and those riders as well. So Mm -hmm. we spotlight people and their horses who had pointed to the makeover, but for whatever reason, you know, it could be they unexpectedly started a family or it could be their horse got injured or their horse just wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. They still went on and, and did great things, even if the makeover wasn't what ended up coming out of that training time Mm -hmm. that they put into that horse. So, you know, even if, if the makeover doesn't end up being the goal that you thought it was, it's still such a useful and gratifying journey. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jen. If anyone is looking to apply, where can they do so? They can go to tdmakeover.org. They can learn all about the makeover there. They can read a lot about the rules and regulations of the competition and also just what to expect. And then if they have any questions, they are more than welcome to contact us. They can message us on Facebook. They can call our office. The email is on our website as well. So we're here to answer any questions and we'd love to have some new people join us this year for the makeover. I think that's one of the best things about this competition is so many new people compete every year, which means that mm-hmm. new people getting into the fold of off-track thoroughbreds. I love it. Thanks so much, Jen. Thank you.
Cashel Company helps you enjoy the ride with their full line of trail bags and tush cushions. From cantle bags to horn bags and everything in between, comfort and convenience on the trail is what Cashel does best. To stay up to date with the latest products and news, follow Cashel Company on Facebook and Instagram. And to find their products, visit an authorized dealer or visit cashelcompany.com. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Laura LaRue. She is the equine specialist and horse trainer at THS, which is... Tell us what THS is, Laura. Yes, thanks for having me. (laughs) THS is Therapeutic Horses of Saratoga. We are a nonprofit located in Saratoga Springs, New York, just minutes away from Saratoga Racecourse, and we rescue retired racehorses and we retrain them for therapy with people. So do you get them from rescue organizations or do you take them right off the track? How does that work? Where do you get them from? Um, it's kind of sporadic. It's actually been luckily a lot of word of mouth. I actually have been in contact with new vacations in the past, but I actually ended up finding horses beforehand just through people that we knew in the community. Our last two standard breads we got right off the track, a three and a four-year-old that had both had injuries that we're not going to be able to race anymore. So it's kind of a little bit all over the place, but yeah, mostly word of mouth actually. So you guys do equine assisted learning sessions and you train horses for job as therapists. How on earth do you look at a horse off their track and go, "Mm, that's a therapy horse? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. We've gotten lucky so far, though. One of our newbies, uh, one of the young standard breds, definitely when I walked in the barn, he was still at the track when I met him. And he was like prancing around, throwing his neck everywhere and glaring at me. And I was like, this is. I don't know about this guy. And then I walked right up to him and I put my hand on his shoulder and all of a sudden his eyes softened and he took a deep breath and he just nuzzled right up to me. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll take you. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not for every horse. Um, I also want to be sure that we're giving the right career to the horse. So um, it's a pretty low key life. The horses just kind of hang out and live and eat and spend time with each other. And then sometimes they have people come into their paddock and we do a little session. So it's definitely a very easygoing, low-key life. So I wouldn't want a horse that needs a lot of attention and exercise and like a a rigorous job um, to be with us because I don't think that we could give them what they wanted. Um, But there's actually um, a myriad of ages too. We have three, four years old, and then we have a 22 and a 30-year-old. So they're kind of all ages, all types coming right off the track or from maybe uh, breeding or being a riding horse and then uh, not being able to be ridden anymore, actually do all groundwork. So um, we have some possibility for horses that are not able to be ridden. So we're trying to look more for um, situations like that. So that's a great place for a horse that has some sort of catastrophic injury that can't go on to be a performance horse per se, to be able to live in a setting where they're going to be appreciated for who they are on the ground. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. We have, we have actually one horse that has such severe laminitis that she actually has to stay in at night and then she goes out during the day to see her friends. Um, And she's just such a trooper. She's an incredible horse, but she's got these specialty boots. So she walks around, struggles a little bit just to move on her own, let alone, you know, being able to carry anyone else. So we try to provide something that they can still do and yeah, be a benefit to people as well. You mentioned you had standard breads. Is it mostly standard breads or do you have, because you're so close to Saratoga, do you have thoroughbreds as well? We have both. Um, We have five standard breads right now. One 
quarter horse that got grandfathered into the program. And then we have uh, three thoroughbreds as well. We're looking to get more thoroughbreds in the next couple of years. I'm just, we're a little bit at max capacity at the moment um, until we get some more paddocks built in the back. We have a lot of land, but we're still working on building um, all the property up. So yeah, so both, but thoroughbreds are new to us as of this year. Um, so we got all three of our thoroughbreds this year. One of them raced at Saratoga and was actually a lead pony there for a while. And then we actually found another one. His name was Kid Blast. Uh, we found another one through his previous owner who um, gave us Kid Blast. And then we found another one through a breeder that we knew. She was living out in New York and she's actually a daughter of Capote and a mm-hmm. granddaughter of Seattle Flu. And she, her name is Day Trading. She raced for a while and then she was a broodmare for a while and she's 22 and she's with us now. So she's, most of them have had multiple jobs after the uh, flat track and are coming to us kind of um, on the later end of their lives. Oh, what a wonderful way to provide a horse a job. So what are these therapy sessions that that they do and who do you serve? Yeah. So we serve um, anybody in the community. We, uh, we help children, teens, adults, couples, families, veterans. Um, We actually pair with a mental health uh, service called ECS Psychological Services. So um, someone can go get signed up to see a therapist through ECS, and then they can elect to have the equine component. So once every two weeks or so, just depending on the patient's plan, um, they can then also come out with the horses for a session. So um, all of our horses live out in the paddocks 24-7. If I tried to put them in a stall, they would try to break out. They love to be free out there. Um, Mm. So we just bring the patients down into the paddock and we'll do different exercises with them, obstacle courses. A lot of times it's as simple as just spend an hour with the horses, grooming them. It's really just dependent on what what the patient needs. But we do work with a lot of props. So we use like hula hoops and pool noodles and tarps and flags and all these things that the horses in training are desensitized to so that then we can go and like build an obstacle course and work on getting a life or obstacle in front of them or through or over. So there's a lot of metaphors involved. In, mm-hmm. And as, you, as I, I'm sure you guys can imagine with uh, horses, they they can give us a lot of metaphors for how to tackle situations in life, the way that they address being these large prey animals in the wild, like moving away from pressure and into pain or the circle back when they get spooked as a herd and they might all run in different directions, but they'll turn to address the thing that spooks them and evaluate it, you know, take a step back, evaluate and come together again. So there's a lot of things that we as people can learn from the way that horses address their life. So we just kind of try to create those situations and look for the metaphors for the patient. Oh, that's amazing. So do you serve older, younger kids, adults? Pretty much anybody. Yeah. I haven't worked a ton with seniors specifically, but um, anywhere like we have six-year-olds in the paddock with us. Of course, I'm there for safety as well. And like the horses go through a lot of training to make sure that if they do uh, spook at something, they react in a safe way and move away from people, et cetera. But we do, we also offer like kids groups. So like someone that's going to therapy through ECS can join a kids group for a few weeks in the summer. We also offer services for businesses that are looking to do team building. For instance, last month, 
we did team building for uh, Child Protective Services of Saratoga County. So everybody just took the morning off, like in shifts, different days, of course, and mm-hmm. shut down and just came out and got to do some work with each other, kind of just outside of their regular stressful environment. So we work with kids, teens, adults, couples, families, anybody. My favorite is couples, honestly. That's, that's really fun to do out there. What do you do with couples? Well, just like we do with anybody else, but it's fun to do it with teamwork with people. One of my favorite exercises is called extended appendages. And we'll hand the couple a halter and we'll say one person gets to speak and direct but cannot touch the horse and the other person cannot speak and cannot think for themselves. They can only do what their partner tells them to do. It's funny too, especially when people are a little bit uncomfortable with the horses and the person that has to touch them is the one that's a little scared. They have to (laughs) face their fears and trust each other, but it's also a lot about communication. You know, what you think might might make sense to you and the way that you express it might not sound the same to your partner. So how to kind of take a step back and realize that you're, you know, with a whole other person that is experiencing all these different things. Um, It's really fun to watch those, those realizations kind of unfold in front of us. That sounds like me trying to tell my husband how to put a halter on. So I get it. There's got to be some benefit. I know. I always think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It can be rough, but it's always, there's always laughter, you know, like it's fun and it's loose and these horses are just all around you, curious, cuddling with you at the same time. And like, it really lightens things up for people. It's really, really fun. Absolutely. It sounds amazing. So how, how, how can we help you guys? What do you guys need? Um, we would love, we actually on our website, thsaratoga.org, uh, we do have a donate button down at the bottom. Um, we actually have kind of a display of what kind of money goes into just supporting a horse every year, whether it's about feeding them or ferry or vet visits or anything like that. And just spreading the word in general. I know we're, we're in a small location right now, but we're also just trying to get the word out there about equine therapy in general, because it's something that there's not a lot of research on. So there's not a lot of knowledge in general um, over the nation. So it's for us, a big thing is just getting out there for other people to be able to do it too. We we also offer, you can rent me and the horses as an, <laughs> as an outside licensed mental health clinician. You can come in and use our resources. So maybe we have another therapist in town that wants to do equine therapy, but doesn't have the horses and the resources. They can contact THS and or rent our services so they can bring their clients to our farm and use um, what we have readily available. We just really want to help everybody see um, what these horses can do and they would love more and more attention the more the it better. is it is amazing when you see a human connect with the equine and to be able to see how they can put that back in their life I do, I do a lot of therapy work with veterans and children too so to see these people that have oh, been awesome. through trauma and been through circumstances to make a connection and like, like with the veterans as well. And first responders, you know, a lot of times these, these men come back from, from service, men and women, and nobody trusts them, you know, because they don't trust anybody. And to see them make that connection with the horse, it is a very, very powerful thing for everybody involved. So I, I'm so glad what y'all are doing. And I just, I, I love championing the off the track thoroughbred and, and (laughs) standard bread and to think about 
uh, people must have said you were crazy when you had this idea and you're like, we're going to use racehorses for oh, therapy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing Yeah, they awesome have this assumption job. that like that they're the way that they always are and they're about to race. And it's like, but people can be all different energy levels too, you know, and they, yeah. they just love it. They love the work. They love the people. So yeah, thank you so much. That's so cool to know about the veterans too. We we're trying to impact We actually have a base near us to a naval base. So we're just trying to get in there as much as possible. Cause it's really hard. Conventional therapy can be really hard for people to open up and you put them in a paddock with these giant furry animals and they just, they're just loosen right up. It's really it's amazing to, to watch them like melt. You're right. Loosen up is a, is a good way yeah. to put it. Well, Laura LaRue, thsaratoga.org is the website people can go to. And we really appreciate your time. And thanks for all the good work you're doing. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Calling all equestrians. Are you looking for a new challenge? Want to test your horse training skills and help a racehorse launch his or her off the track career? Applications to compete in this year's Thoroughbred Makeover are being accepted now through January 15th. With 10 disciplines to compete in and more than $125,000 in prize money, it's the perfect reason to give a newly retired racehorse a gift that will last them and you a lifetime. A solid foundation of retraining after racing. Go to tbmakeover.org to learn more. And from the back of the pack on the outside, commanding firm is taken second, but California Chrome shines right in the Kentucky Derby! And now it's time for the New Vocations Winner's Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week. Well, it is that time again to make my husband super nervous because we're talking about adoptable horses from New Vocations, and we have Leandra back. Welcome, Leandra. Hello. So what handsome horse do we have today? The horse today is Weeby Burnin, whose barn name he actually came with as a disclaimer, and it's Weed. Oh, weed, weed. weed. Burning and his name is weed. <laughs> Despite that, he is absolutely awesome looking. Uh, oh my gosh. He's beautiful. He's a big old chunk. And I love it. It actually gives me goosebumps to talk about him because I'm so excited about this. Whole this perfect scenario for an adoptable rarely comes around. So as a little bit of background, he was started late. He was started as a four-year-old, which for the sport horse folks or anybody looking to get an off-the-track thoroughbred for the career after the career, that's pretty exciting because it eliminates some of the risk of wear and tear as a youngin being in training. And he never broke his maiden, so the people who owned him on the track decided to donate him to our program rather than keep trying to push him into lower stakes or different races. They just decided, Hey, you know, we had a good run, but it's time for him to start a new career. So he's seven years old now started as a four-year-old, like I said, so he's a little bit older so he can get kind of right into things. We've already started him over cross rails. He shows a really good prospect for that. He's scopy. He's really brave and he retired sound. So, you know, he's one of those where you could just go ahead and take him and start with him and, you know, just really tackle all your goals for him. And he could go in really any direction. He's really sporty. He has an uphill 
stride that is actually really adjustable. He learns really quickly. He's over 16 hands. Like there's really nothing bad to say about him. He has tons of personality. He's really cuddly, but is really focused when in work, has a great work ethic. I mean, you just, you can't say anything bad about him. I have to say something and it is definitely not bad. I'm sorry. I'm watching the flat video of this horse and you just come across the center line and do a flying change down the center line. Yeah. As a green horse, by the way, just throwing that out there. Give us, let me, let me, let me step away from we to hear for a second. And I want a training tip as to how to get an off the track thoroughbred to do a flying lead change on the center line. Please tell me. (laughs) Absolutely. So it's funny because a lot of the issues come from imbalances because obviously we know we see the horses do changes in the field. You know, a lot of them do changes down the final stretch. So we know that they can do them. So it's just usually kind of matching that with the cue that we want to ask them to do it. And so what we do is we shift our weight to the outside. So what's really helpful is if you can actually, rather than go go across the diagonal, if you can kind of aim them towards a wall or a fence line and give it a kind of straight away and then shift your weight to the outside so you'll drop your weight into your outside leg and just support with the inside sometimes it can help to lift the inside but depending on the horse's training sometimes they need a little outside bend so it's really kind of figuring out what works for them but the biggest helpful thing that you can do we have found is do a weight shift that's quicker rather than gradual so it gives them a cue that stands out and it is more obvious because you're you know doing this exact kind of weight shift that you're asking them to do so that they can free up that inside leg and do the shift okay so i'm i'm you're you in this video you're on the right lead you've done a couple circles to the right you're coming across and you're about to bend to the left so you shift your weight to the new outside to the right side because you're asking for the horse to switch over to the left Yep. And so sometimes you'll see, if you watch us, the riders in the video do it, it's a little more dramatic. And then you can, when you see us do it in the videos, so we're kind of shifting our weight rapidly because it it gives that really unique cue rather than like leave them in a gray area of what you're asking them. And then you can work with them once they understand what you're asking, then you can kind of make it more subtle and graceful and beautiful. But by you creating that shift, then they kind of pay attention to like, Oh, she did something totally different. And you're asking them to swap to their new outside. So in that case that you're saying, yeah, that the right leg. So then they're free up on the left inside shoulder. I mean, every time I watch videos of you riding on a side note, I am super impressed. You have such a nice, quiet way. And I learn things just by, you know, because I I ride a lot of (laughs) horses right off the track, too. And you have just such a nice, quiet way of going that I video my tape myself. And I'm like, why don't I ride like Leandra? (laughs) (laughs) So, side note, if you guys want some training tips and riding tips on how to ride an off-the-track thoroughbred nice and quiet, head to newvocationshorseadoption.com and watch some of these videos.
Heading. Andra in the video and you do a phenomenal job on a side note this horse Weeby Burnin is uphill he is like a great weight he looks like you said just ready to go he's 16 mm -hmm. and a half hands he's bay he is built like like I would want so he's, oh, he's and Jamie he's eligible for the thoroughbred makeover look if you're looking that. for a horse the cherry on top is that this is the perfect candidate for restarting because he's a little more mature, older, sound, started later, like has the total package and mm -hmm. he is RFP eligible. His last race was in August. Perfect. You guys check it out. Horseadoption.com. Leandra, as always, it is a pleasure to have you on and tell us about these horses. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And I am more than happy to have anybody who wants to contact me just for questions about training on, on that side note, please feel free to reach out to me because we love to follow along in other people's journeys. If we can be helpful at all with any off the track or ready, but if they're not for our program, I'm more than happy to help. Fantastic. I'll be calling you in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You can find our show notes and links to today's guest on the website at retiredracehorseradio.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. Jamie's email is jamie at horseradionetwork.com. And my email is joy at horseradionetwork.com. Or follow me on Instagram at joyhequestrian. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Casual Products. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. There's something for everyone there, Joy. Oh, my gosh. So check them out. And don't forget to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And spay, neuter, and geld. Mwah. Bye, guys. <laughs>